Spirit, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your visitation in this place. We thank you for your encounter in this place. We thank you, Lord, that chains are being broken, oh God. Demons are fleeing at our sight, oh God. For there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. For at your name, oh God, every knee will bow. We will bow at your name, oh God. Because there is no other name above your name. There is no other name that can compare to the name of Jesus. There is none like you, King of Kings. You are the I am, the I am. You are the first, you are the last. You are the beginning, and you are the end. Hallelujah. and the ground for me to come and stand up here. The Reverend Chris stood with me and my family. And years later, I am here. Years later, I am here. So I do not take it lightly. And when I see her worship God the way she worships God, the Bible says that when David was worshiping God and his clothes had fallen off, Michelle, his wife, looked at her and despised her. And the Lord shut her womb wide because she despised him. But she didn't understand where the worship was coming from. She didn't understand that there was a depth of her worship. There was a depth of the worship. The worship that you see in this woman, there is a depth in it. You don't understand where it's coming from because she knows. And she has lived to tell the story. So when you see a woman of God worship, never ever despise them. Because you don't know the story behind the worship. You do not know where they are coming from. Only pride will cause you to look down upon the worship. Only pride will cause you to look down upon the vessel of God. Who doesn't care about herself because she knows that without God, she is nothing. She knows that without God, she can do nothing. And you wonder why God has blessed them so much? You wonder why God has been a blessing in their life? Because they have honored Him with everything. You don't know half their story, but they have honored Him with everything. 
And that is what God is calling us to do. To honor him with our everything. The Bible says the one that wants to keep his life, you will lose your life. You want to keep it, you will lose it. But you want to give it to him, you will gain it. And they have gained life and life in abundance. Glory to the Most High God. Hallelujah. I can say so much about these people. But what I want to say is thank you for being obedient to God. Because the seeds that you have sown, they have scattered all over the earth. I am one of those seeds. And there's many more that you can't even see right now. They are there and they have grown and they have germinated into trees and plants. And we stand before you today as a testimony of the work that you have put in. The investment that you have put in. The time that it took for you to stand with us. Many people turned their backs on you. But the Lord knew that there were seeds that had been sown elsewhere. And we stand today because of that. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 You don't understand what it takes for a man and a woman of God to stand. Because the enemy is attacking every day. He is not asleep. He is coming for you. At times you see her smiling. She's not smiling. She's going through hard times. And you see her smiling because she knows the God that she trusts. She knows the God that she serves. So she will smile even in the face of adversity. I don't know why I'm speaking to LP Gloria today that much. <laughs> God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. Hallelujah. God. 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 He is amazing. This wasn't my plan, guys. I just came to, you know, to share an encouragement and, and go on. You know, but the Lord knows, you know. <laughs> but oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You guys, you see where my passion and my zeal comes from. Now you see, right? I didn't have to tell you, but you know it, right? There you go. There you go. You see the way I dance in church? This is hundred times, right? There you go. Seeds were sown into my life. Passion was sown into my life. in this house there is an anointing in this house there is an anointing in this house so if you are here you better honor that anointing if you are here you better respect that anointing because there is an anointing in this house oh God there is an anointing there is an anointing there is an anointing in this house. I tell you, whether you like it or not, there is an anointing in this house. And you are connected to the source of the anointing in this house, whether you like it or not. Whether I liked it or not, I was connected to it. And something happened to my life. And my life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
We thank you for your sweet presence in this place. We thank you, Father, for the impartation of your spirit here. We thank you, Father, that the hearts are open and receiving from you right now because you have come to impart something upon their lives. And those whose hearts are closed, they will not receive because you know our hearts. So I pray, Lord, that even as we're here, we will open up our hearts to receive from you, O God. For many of the seeds that will be planted today will not be even for today. They will be for your generations to come. They will be for your children and your children's children. So you may not see it today, but your children will see it. So don't be disappointed in God and ask God, why haven't I seen this happen? Lord, why hasn't this happened for me? Don't worry about it. Continue to seek God. Continue to press on into his presence. Because the time will come where you will see the harvest that you are preached. You will see the harvest that you have sown. Hallelujah. Like I said, this is not part of my message. So the Lord knows what he's doing. Um, I've been back and forth in terms of what I wanted to talk about. And um, I've been looking at the book of Esther. I'll go through this very quickly. I've been looking at the book of Esther and God has been bombarding me with so much revelation from that book. I mean, up until this morning, I just got confused. I said, God, you, this, the information is too much. What am I going to say to the people? And I sat up early this morning and the Lord began to calm me down a little bit and speak to me about what he wants to teach us today. So I'm going to go through it. My topic is called from a place of brokenness to a place of elevation. So from a place of brokenness to a place of elevation. One thing I want to encourage you all today, especially women, is to press on. Do not give up. Do not give up on yourself and do not give up on God. Do not let anyone hinder your blessing. Do not anyone stop. Do not let anyone stop your journey to your destiny. Press on. The Bible says we should trust in the Lord with all our hearts and we should lean not on our own understanding but in all of our ways, we should acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. It's only when you acknowledge him that your path will be directed. If you do not acknowledge him, your path will not be directed by him because you haven't given him that place. So what I want to show you is that God uses earthly pictures to teach us heavenly lessons. So this story that we all know about Esther, we know about a king who had a lot of wealth who had many provinces, the Bible says from India to Ethiopia, he had a lot of provinces, over 127, and he decided to hold a feast, a banquet. And this banquet was for 180 days, and he called people from afar to come and enjoy this banquet with him, this feast with him. There was a lot of things we see in the Bible, in the book of Esther, and I'd like you to read it because I um, wasn't, um, uh, because of time, I, I, I'm not going to be able to read the scriptures, but if you can do so, that would be great. Um, so 180 days, a feast has been held for people from afar. So we had the princes, we had the rulers, we had all these people of authority that came to have a feast for 180 days. I mean, who, who has feasts and banquets for 180 days? It must have been magnificent. And the Bible goes into detail about the um, decorations in the palace, the citadel. And it, it goes into detail about the gold and the silver and the jewels and everything that were placed there to display the glory of the king. And after this 180 days had passed, the king decided that he will have another feast. And this feast will be for seven days. And seven days, rep seven represents the number of perfection. 
completion. We can say from the beginning when God created the heaven and the earth, seven days, and he said everything was good. So this king said, you know what, I've, I've, I've had the banquet for 180 days, but I'll have another banquet for seven days. And in these seven days, he showed his splendor to the people of his citadel, the, the people of his palace. But on the last day of the seven days, he said, I have displayed my glory and my splendor. The people have seen everything I have. They've seen my, my palace. They've seen my gold. They've seen my jewels. They've seen everything. But there's one more thing I want them to see. And that was on the last day. So he said to the eunuchs, go to this last thing and bring it out so I can display it to the world. Because this thing is supposed to compliment me. I am the king and this thing is supposed to be special to me. So I want the world to see it and admire it. So they went to the queen and they said, the king has asked you to come out. And she said, no. So the glory of the king, the thing that the king was trying to show and display his glory through said, no. See, this king gives us, this, this story gives us a picture of Christ, the king of kings and his bride, we the church. See, Christ is calling us to come forth so he can display our beauty and our splendor to the world. But sometimes we say no. And so we see the result of the disobedience of Vashti. See, Vashti thought that it was about her beauty. She thought that it was about her attire. She thought it was about her looks. But she didn't realize that it was about the glory of the king. Because the king wanted to demonstrate his glory through her beauty. But she didn't understand it at the time. She was so wrapped up in her carnal way of seeing things. She didn't see that this was something spiritual. This was something beyond her. And so because of that, the king decided that, you know what? What am I going to do with this person? Because she has disobeyed me and she has made a mockery out of me. And this is what sometimes we as a church, we do to Christ. Christ will invest in us. Christ will pour into us. He will do everything that we require from him. But at the end, we will say no. So there is a consequence to our disobedience. And we can see it with Lucifer, who in the beginning disobeyed God because of pride. And we see the same thing here with Vashti, who because of her pride, because she had elevated herself above the king. You cannot elevate yourself above the king of kings. You cannot elevate yourself above the Lord of lords. You will bow at his name. So the king said, we need to banish her. She does not deserve that crown. She does not deserve that place. But glory to God, we have redemption through Christ. But the king said, we need to get her out and I need to find a queen that is worthy of that place, that is worthy of that crown. So there was a search and, we, and, and they found a few women and one of these women was Esther. Now Esther was a young girl, an orphan, a foreigner in another land. She was an exile and she didn't have a father, she didn't have a mother. So she was coming from a place of brokenness. She was coming from a place of uncertainty. I am in a foreign land. I don't have a father. I don't have a mother. What am I doing here? How will I survive in this place? But you see, God will bring you a Mordecai. God will bring you a Mordecai. We have Mordecai's in this church. 
We have Pastor, Pastor Chris and LP Gloria, the Mordecais of this church. You see, if you're not wise, you will not see the Mordecais in them. Because sometimes as a church, we pick our Mordecais. We want them to fit our criteria. We want them to look the way we want them to look. And if they don't fit what we want, well, sorry. It takes wisdom to identify your Mordecai. So this woman had a Mordecai because the Lord had brought that person into her life, which was her cousin and who looked after her as a father. And she took instruction from him. This is another thing that we need to learn about God. God is a God of instruction. He will tell you something to do and he'll expect you to do it. So some of us, we don't like instruction. When the Lord speaks to us, we say, no, Lord, I just want to do it my way. You cannot walk with God if you are not following his instructions. And that's what we see with Vashti. She did not follow a simple instruction. Come out so I can display your beauty to the world. What is wrong with that? That is your husband. That is your king. That is the man that has brought you forth and you cannot even come out so that the world can see his glory through you. Pride. Pride. Sometimes your beauty can make you prideful. Sometimes you can just get so caught up. I'm so beautiful. My hair is so pretty. I have the best nails. I have the best lashes. So I am all that. That doesn't cut it. What cuts it is the glory of God in you. What cuts it is the spirit of God in you. It's not what you have. God is not impressed by that. God is not impressed by your shoes and the way you look and all these things. It is a spirit of God that is within you that will move mountains, that will shake things in the spiritual realm. So she took instruction. She took instruction. And so this was a time when she had to go into the palace. She was an orphan in the foreign land. Now she has to go into this palace. She doesn't know who the king is. She doesn't know what her life is going to be like in that palace. But her father or cousin said to her, go. You go into the palace. And as she went into the palace, the man who met her, who was assigned to her and the other young ladies, he guy, one of the king's eunuchs, found favor. Or she found favor in his eyes. When he saw her, her, not anyone else, when he saw her, there was something about her and she found favor in his eyes. And he said, this lady, I will look after her. I will help her. And he took her to a, a separate place to take care of her and to look after her. Because she wasn't there just to be a concubine. She was there to be the queen. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time to be a concubine. She came to be the queen. Come on now. You see, when I say come on now, it was, yeah, yeah. It came from Alpi Glory as well. So, yeah. Yes. So, she went into that place with so much uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, I'm here with all these women. I don't know who they are. And we are trying to find a place um, before the king and one of us will be queen. But the Lord knew that she wasn't there just to be there. There was a purpose for her life in that place. So she found favor. And the word of God says she was prepared for 12 months to spend one night with the king. So one night with the king, 12 months preparation. How many of us actually prepare ourselves to go before the king of kings? Or do we just go in anyhow? 
we are complacent. She would have easily said, you know what, I'm here in this place. Well, this is amazing. I mean, I'm an orphan. I don't have parents. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I'm happy here. She was prepared for 12 months with oils of myrrh and perfume. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the perfume of the Holy Spirit. She was being prepared and cooked in isolation for the use of God. And when the time came for her to go into that place, one night for the king to assess her and see, can this be my queen or not? She walked into that, that, that room, that chamber where the king was. And as soon as the king laid his eyes upon her, that is my queen. Because that is what the Holy Spirit will do for you. He doesn't need to assess her. He doesn't need to tick any boxes. She is the queen because she carries the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon her. She carries the perfume of the Holy Spirit upon her. So that anointing will do the work for her. She doesn't have to do the work. She doesn't have to paint her face. She doesn't have to work on her nails. She doesn't need the eyelashes because what is in her will radiate. So she stepped in that place. And the king said, this is it. This is my queen. She will replace Vashti because she is honorable enough to wear that crown. Imagine, he didn't know her from anywhere. One night with the king. You don't know this, this woman from anywhere. But the Holy Spirit laid some seeds into his spirit. But when he saw her, he said, this is it. This is it. This is my queen. And so she left. And we can see that she went from brokenness to elevation. She went from a place of uncertainty, a place of not knowing where she was, who she was. Now she knew that she was a queen. She had authority. She had power. But you see, Esther wasn't just caught up in her physical looks. Esther spent time with God. Mordecai, the Mordecai in your life will lead you to where you need to be. They will speak into your life. They will encourage you. They will uplift you. They will motivate you. And that's what Mordecai did here. He lifted her up and said to her, go. And as a result of, of her obedience and her love for God, because when you're obedient to God, when, when, when you love God, you will be obedient to him. It comes together. You can't say you love God and not be obedient to him. It doesn't work. If your father who you love says, go and do this, and you say no, how is that a display of love for your father? She loved God. She loved Mordecai, so she obeyed him. And so now the enemy was cooking up some stuff in the background. Because when you begin to walk in your core, when you begin to walk in your purpose, the enemy will come for you. He will come ready for you. But don't worry. The oils and the perfume of the Holy Spirit were still lingering upon her life. The authority of the Holy Spirit was still upon her life. So whatever the enemy was planning for her will not come to pass. So we have a man called Haman now who was an official of the king who was upset with Mordecai because Mordecai would not bow down to him. Like, is it by force? But anyway, Mordecai, <laughs> Mordecai would not bow down to him. So he was upset and he cooked up a plan to get him hanged. And on the side, he was also trying to annihilate the Jews and the people of God. And when Mordecai heard of this, he ran to Esther. He said, Esther, Esther, it's, it's a very sad day today because I've heard some news. Esther said, what's wrong? Well, that Haman, that man in the palace wants to hang me. 
and wants to destroy our people. Esther said, but, but father, go, go back. Take that sackcloth off yourself. Go back. And Mordecai said, no, 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 no. You don't understand what's about to happen. We're about to be destroyed. So don't you know that it's possible that you were brought to this palace for such a time as this? Don't you know that there was a bigger purpose to why you were even in this place? So let's not play around. Let's not play around. Let's be serious now. Your people are about to be annihilated. What do you have to do? So Esther didn't run to her boyfriend or the king. King, there's a problem. Esther did not run to her friends. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, things have been happening basically. I need some help. No. Esther said, we will fast for three days. We will seek the Lord. Command all the people to fast with me for three days. And the people in the palace, they will fast with me too. We will all fast together for three days. But remember, Mordecai, I haven't seen the king for 30 days. And I cannot go into the king's presence without him calling me forward. Here Esther was, was battling between the law of the land and the law of the king of kings. That law of the king of kings said that we should come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and grace for a time of need. So she said, no, the king has not called me forth. But if I go before him after prayer and fasting and I die, if I perish, then I perish. This is a bold woman who knew what she was about to do. She was a risk taker. She knew that she was there for a purpose for such a time as that. And she took it upon herself. She went straight to the king of kings and said, Lord, I need your help. My people are about to die. I have no power. I have no authority apart from the one you have given me. And the Lord strengthened her. And when the time came, she went before the king. That was it. Do or die. She went before the king. Jesus. Hallelujah. She went before the king. And the king was seated on his throne afar off. And, and it says that she walked into the court. The, the court of the, of the king. And she stood there. And when he saw her, he stood up. Jesus. Ma, ma, ma. He stood up because the king of kings will stand up for you when you push into the inner court. When you push into the holies of holies, he will stand for you. And the word of God said that he stretched forth his scepter and she touched the tip of it. Jesus, intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. We need to push forward. You cannot get it that easy. Who do you think you are? You think that the glory will come upon you easy? You will be anointed overnight? It takes work and time. You need to invest into your spirit. You need to invest into who you are in him for that to happen. And remember that that atmosphere, that place you had stepped in 30 days ago was still saturated with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The perfumes that she had been dressed in were still lingering in the atmosphere. That presence of God was still there. So the king had no power. He had no say. When he saw her, he said, come on, come closer. She touched that scepter. And that was it. That is a step of faith and a step of boldness. God is requiring boldness from you. God is not a weak God. And he will not place you in easy scenarios to make your life happy. Sometimes you will find yourself in difficult situations because God wants to pull that thing out of you. 
He wants to pull the strength out of you, the power out of you, the things that he has invested in you. How can you see your strength if you've never been through struggle? How can you see your power if you've never been through weakness? So she gained the king's authority. She was not killed. She was there before him. And, she, and the king said to her, see, this is what God will do for you. He will cause people in authority, people in high places to say, what is it that you want? What, what do you want? Even half of my kingdom, I'll give it to you. What do you want? And Esther stood there knowing who had done the work and said, my king, I want to have dinner with you. You and that man, that man, I want to have dinner with you guys so I can talk to you. We have to remember that Esther was still holding on to that secret about who she was. The king didn't know who she was totally in terms of where she was coming from. And this was an opportunity for her to speak to him about who she was. See, sometimes we hide secrets. We keep things. But God will use those secrets for your elevation. God will use those secrets, those things that you've been hiding, that nobody knows. Those struggles that you've been going through, that you've hidden for so long and you don't want anyone to know it. God will cause you to speak it out for his glory. For your liberation. For your freedom. Because up until that point, Esther wasn't truly set free. She was holding on to something that was still making her uncomfortable. But God was saying, speak it, let it out. For through this, the liberation of your people will come. So she met the king and they had dinner. And Haman was there, the man who wanted to annihilate the Jews. And the man who wanted to um, kill her, 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 her father. And in his presence, she mentioned the plot. She spoke to the king about the plot. God will, God will give you that place where you can speak and things will happen. You can speak with authority, with no fear. And things will begin to happen for you. She spoke and the king was angry. The king said, how dare he do such a thing? And what did the king do? The king gave Mordecai the authority and the power to turn that decree around. There are, there are laws and decrees that have been set over your life in dark places. There are decrees that have been spoken over your life. And God has given you the power to overturn those decrees. To speak life into your situation. The Bible says every tongue that raises itself against us, we will condemn. Nobody's going to condemn it for you. You, yourself, you have to condemn it. Now, if you do not dwell in the secret place of the Most High, how will you condemn it? The Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It is in that secret place. It is in that preparation for 12 months with oils and with perfumes that power was released. So the decree had been set forth. That all the Jews will die. Mordecai is about to die. But because of the, the, the unction of the Holy Spirit, it was overturned. Mordecai himself, the one that was going to the gallows, turned that decree around. He wrote the decree to say they will not die because of the authority the king had given him. And that same gallows that was set up for him to die, Haman was hanged on it. The same traps and the same snares that have been set for you. The enemy will fall into them. The Bible says he will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Let them watch and see what the Lord can do. Let them speak about us. Let them condemn us. 
Let them say what they want to say. But when the Lord is ready, that table will be laid out for you in their presence. And they will see it. They will see it. So do not fret when people speak against you. Don't fret. Don't worry about it. The Lord has got you. And when the time comes, you will shine before them. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring this to an end. Now we can see that Vashti was not a perfect reflection of the, the bride that Christ was looking for or the king was looking for. But Esther was a perfect reflection of that. She used her, her beauty to reflect the glory of God and to reflect the glory of the king. And that's what God is looking for. God is looking for a humble heart. He's looking for a meek heart. He's looking for a heart that is yearning for him. A heart that will sacrifice their time for him. How can you love God and you can't even pray for one hour? How can you love God and you don't even have your quiet time? What kind of intimacy is that? There is no intimacy there. We need to push on. Esther pushed on into the inner court. God wants us to push in to that place. That deep place where no one else will go. We will go there because we will push forth into that place. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. So this was my message for you today. This was my encouragement for you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is telling us to push on, press on. He will take us from a place of brokenness to a place of elevation. Some of us, we admire Esther so much. I want to have the Esther anointing. It doesn't come overnight. It took some, something out of Esther to be where she was. And we see it here, even in this church. We see what it took out of LP Gloria to be where she is today. You don't know half her story, but you are here because of her obedience to God. You are here because of her pushing and her pressing into that place with God. You are here. So we need to honor the men and the women of God. Because sometimes we can be fools in your eyes. We can be stupid in your eyes. You don't understand that we understand the call that is upon our life. So we will stand even when you walk over us. Even when you speak against us, we will stand and smile with you. Because we will not allow you to hinder our journey. We will not allow you to slow us down because there is a place that we need to get to. So when you see us smile sometimes, you don't understand because we make it look easy. We make it look very easy. We'll hug you after you spoke about us the other day. We'll shake your hand, you know, you're okay, yeah? But you spoke about us, about us the other day. It's okay. Because God has called us for such a time as this. We know it. You may not, but we do. So we keep pushing on regardless. Hallelujah. It takes a lot of strength to be where we are we could be anywhere else but because of that mandate and that call upon our lives we can't play around Esther couldn't play around because there were generations even up until today we are talking about Esther who has passed on generations and generations ago her name is still being mentioned today 2019 your name to be mentioned in generations to come you need to press on God never promised us an easy walk 
but we need to press on. It doesn't come easy. It doesn't come overnight. The anointing is not cheap. God doesn't give it out cheaply. You need to spend time in His presence. You need to go into that secret place. You need to spend time there. Dwell in that place. Push on in that place. The Bible says even when Peter was walking, his shadow was falling upon the, the, the sick people. And they were being healed. They were being healed. Just his shadow. They were being healed. You think that came overnight? That didn't come overnight. That shadow that was laying upon the people wasn't the shadow of Peter. That was a shadow of the Most High God. He was dwelling in that place, that secret place. So the shadow of the Most High God was touching the people as his shadow went past. So we need to press on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just want to thank you for this time, oh God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that has come to equip us, that has come to elevate us from our place of brokenness. And he was taking us to a place of elevation. Father, may we not dwell in that place of brokenness. May we not get comfortable in that place because you are calling us out of that place into a better place. You are calling us out of that place into a place of divine elevation in you. Father, may we recognize who we are. May we recognize who you are. Because, Father, we can't do it without you. We pray, Father, for your grace upon our life. We pray for the unction of the Holy Spirit. We pray for the perfume of the Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, wherever we go, when people see us, they will favor us because of your presence. 